0: Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit praisechapellasvegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. Can somebody type in, all the time, hallelujah, praise of God, amen, what a great time, it is, amen, to be here, uh, there's a lot, it's a lot different, amen, uh, we thought that we would be together by this time, of course, uh, it's not the case right now, and so, uh, but we're still going to have church, church goes on church, and, and, and we're being the church, and so, uh, the gospel being preached, amen. And so we just want to stay faithful in that and just really take this time to, to look in our homes, as I said before. And re- I believe that God wants to spend time with us, you know. He wants to spend time with us, amen. And so when he told the, the, the disciples in the garden, when, they went to the, when he went to the garden of uh, Gethsemane, can you just play, pray for this one hour? And for us here, God is saying, can you pray for these next 30 days or so? Can you, can you come in agreement with me? and Let's pray because right now something's happening. You know, something happened to him that Friday night. He says, can't you pray with me? Did, didn't I tell you what I was going to go through? And Right now we're going through a season in our world that we have to pray. And so the Lord is really calling us to our knees and pray. So really take, do some soul searching and, and, and just really just grab a hold of ourselves in our home. So when we get back to the house and gather together once again, I'm telling you, it's going to be powerful. Can somebody type in amen? Praise God. Amen. We're here to celebrate, amen, and partake in remembering all that Christ has done for us on the cross, amen. Today indicates the day that Jesus was crucified, which we as his disciples and Christians call Good Friday, amen. It seems kind of odd, come on, right, to call it Good Friday. When you think about it, somebody was brutally killed, Come on. Now. It was one of the darkest days for Christians, but resurrection Sunday is our victory. Come on. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good Friday because Jesus, somebody type in Jesus. Come on. Come on. Join me. Interact. Amen. Jesus was willingly lay down his life for us and became the final sacrifice. He paid the price. He paid the debt for our sins, somebody type in my sins, hallelujah, that through the blood of Jesus, we can be set free. John chapter 10 verse 15 says, for as the father knows me, even I know the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Through his death, our charges, the charges against us, uh, the charges against you, somebody type in me, uh, come on, uh, have been dropped, amen, uh, they have been cleared, uh, they're out of the system, amen, come on, so today is a good Friday, hallelujah, come on, somebody, listen, without Friday, there is no Resurrection Sunday, come on, without Friday, we still be all lost in our sins, come on, Friday had to happen in order for Sunday to come. We just celebrated Palm Sunday, amen. The town celebrated. They shouted. They praised Jesus singing Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, amen. They're throwing palm branches, amen. Uh, Jesus rode on into town on a donkey. They, they gave him the biggest parade, amen, that that town had ever seen. But it's a different scene here on Friday, church, from what took place a few days ago. So let's look at Good Friday tonight, Amen. On Friday, we know that Jesus was already betrayed. Judas agrees to turn in Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. In Luke chapter 22, verse 5 to 6, it says this. They were uh, delighted and they promised to give him, Judas, money. So he agreed and began to look for an opportunity to betray Jesus so that they can arrest him when the crowds weren't around. They already had the the last supper on Thursday night. They they had the bread and the cup, and and Jesus told them to do this in remembrance. And Peter tells Jesus, amen, I'm willing to go to prison with you. And you know what? I'm willing even to die with you. That's what he said that night to Jesus. And Jesus tells Peter, before the sun rises, you're going to deny me three times, Peter. Uh, Jesus already knew at that time that his time had come, and so he takes the three disciples and they go to pray with him. And he stops at the Garden of Gethsemane, the Mount of Olives, to pray to the Father. And it says in Luke chapter 22, verse 41 and 42, this is what it records: and he walked away about a stone's throw, a stone's, uh, stone's throw, and he knelt down to pray, Father, if you are willing, please. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Can I I let you in on a little something right here, church? Let Let me just take a little pause. You know, all of us, all of us should start our morning by stopping to the Garden of Gethsemane. All of us should be there, amen, before we start our day and stop at that garden and say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. Come on, church. Come on, this is something that we need to start, you know, before we go on our day, before we do the things that we need to do for God, uh, each day in the morning, we need to stop at the garden and say, Father, I want to do your will, not my will. Come on, can somebody type in amen? Now, Jesus, you know, here, was was he trying to get out from going to the cross? When he says, can you take this cup of suffering from me? Listen, uh, I'm here to let you know, it's never wrong to tell God how you're feeling. Come on, somebody, especially what we're going through right now. Amen. Yeah, God wants to know what you're going through. It's, it's okay to let them know. It's okay to vent to God. Can somebody say amen? amen? Come on. Come on. Jesus was a man. He was telling the father how he felt because Jesus knew this was going to hurt. Come on. It was going to be painful, church. So he's saying, please, can you take this cup of suffering? But the cup was not only the agony of the cross, church, but listen, listen. It was also total separation from God that he would have to experience, listen, in order to die for the sins of the world. Sin, church, separates us from God. Jesus was about to take on the sin of the world upon him. And at that time, God was going to be separate from him. That's why he cried out, why have you forsaken me because at that time he was taking on the sins of the world and God had to turn away because sin separates us. You see, in the early hours of Friday, Jesus is betrayed and Jesus is arrested. In Luke chapter 22, 47 to 48, it says this. But even as Jesus said this, a crowd approached, led by Judas, one of the 12 disciples, And Judas walked over to Jesus to greet him with a kiss. But Jesus said to Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? At that moment, with that kiss made, uh, they arrested Jesus. Then the denial of Jesus takes place. A girl notices him, uh, notices Peter, and says, you know what? This man is one of Jesus' followers. And Peter says, you know what? I, I don't even know him. And someone else notices him and says, you know what, you're one of them. And, and Peter gets angry and says, you know what, you got the wrong guy. And then the third denial happens. I want you to turn to Luke chapter 22, verse 59 through 61. I'm going to read out the New Living Translation because the way it says it, you got to, you got to look at it. So he denies them not what? Not once, not twice. And now here goes the third time church in Luke 22:59 59 to 61. It says about an hour later, someone else insisted. This is, this must be one of them. But Peter said, man, look at that, man, you're out of your mind. He goes, man, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Immediately. While he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And at that moment, God turned and looked at uh, at Peter. And suddenly the Lord's words flashed to Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you would deny me three times that you ever knew me. Amen. They take Jesus that night on Friday before the religious council to condemn him. He stands trial before Pilate. And Pilate finds nothing wrong, nothing that deserves death, amen. And so he sends Jesus to Herod. And while he says, you know, send him over there, he's he's under his jurisdiction, let him deal with it. So he kind of pushes Jesus off to Herod. And Herod says, you know what, he sends Jesus back to Pilate. And Pilate says, you know what, I'll have him whipped, and then I'll have him released. But the crowds wanted Jesus dead, And started shouting, crucify, crucify, crucify. And so to prevent a riot from starting, Pilate sends Jesus to die. Listen, instead of doing the right thing, Pilate allowed the pressure of the crowds for him to do the wrong thing. Church, listen, don't allow the pressures of the world to do wrong things, church. Come on, especially right now. Don't allow the pressures of what you see on the media. Don't allow the pressures of of what, what, what you're feeling right now. Don't allow those things right now to pressure you to do wrong things right now. Come on, somebody. Here, Pilate allows the pressures of the crowd to do the wrong thing. Matthew chapter 27, 24 says this. Pilate saw that he wasn't getting anywhere and that a was developing. So he sent out for a bowl of water and washed his hands before the crowd saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. The responsibility is yours. It was like saying, oh, well, Jesus, I, I'm very, very sorry. I, you know what? I can't help myself. I'm forced into it. My hands are tied. So, Sorry, Jesus, this is what I got to do. Come on, come on. It can be like, some, like us sometimes, church. God, everyone else is doing it. I, I knew it was wrong, but I did it because I didn't want to cause a scene. Come on, somebody. So I sinned. Come on, somebody typed in, hello. You know, here he is, he, he gets pressured, and so he thinks he can just wash his hands off and say, you know what, it's on you guys, and he says, no, 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 so he's turning around, he's telling Jesus, you know what, I'm sorry, you see that my hands are tight, he's, he turns around and talks to him privately and says, you know what, I, I got to do what I got to do, because something's going to erupt, and so this is what I got to do. So Pilate sends an innocent man, listen church, to death. That was Friday. On that Friday, amen, Jesus is placed on the cross. And after being whipped, beaten, mocked, spit upon, they nail him to that cross. Jesus is placed between two criminals. Jesus is convicted for a crime he did not commit. Jesus hung there as religious leaders mocked at him. Even one of the criminals on the cross said something. And the other says, you know what? Shut your mouth. And it says right here in Luke chapter 23, 40 to 43. But the other criminal protested. Don't you fear God when you have been sentenced to die. We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me. When you come into your kingdom, and Jesus replied, I assure you today, you will be with me in paradise. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. That is the God that we serve. Amen. That, that even as he's dying, he's saving people. He's saving people. Amen. And, and here this, this man recognizes and says, you know what? Uh, we deserve this. This man does not deserve this. This man is innocent. And he looks at Jesus and says, you know what? Today, Jesus, can you remember me when you go into your kingdom? And Jesus says, oh, you'll be in paradise today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And about noon that Friday, darkness fell for three hours. Someone type in three hours. The Bible says that the earth shook and Jesus breathed his last breath. In Luke chapter 23, 46, it says this. And when Jesus cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Jesus, church, died that Friday. And tonight, we want to remember everything that he's done for us. You know, this afternoon, my wife and I looked at The Passion of Christ, and Mel Gibson did such an awesome job in that movie. But man, the things they did to Jesus that day. And he didn't speak a word. He didn't didn't show any anger. He just simply did the Father's will. And we've seen the torment of of the whips and his body, how he looked and in the and in the and just the the mockery as he's carrying the cross even through the town all the way up that hill and he did all that for us and and and, and, and we look at that and, and I think my wife even made a comment and we can't even get on our knees to pray and he went all the way to the cross for us I mean he took, he did it he laid it out and that's why that's why I said you know what In the mornings, we need to take time to say, you know what? I'm going to stop at the garden. Before I start my day, before I go out there, before I I blow it, you know what? I'm going to stop at the garden, and I'm going to pray, God, not my will, but thy will be done. God, I crucify this flesh. I crucify its passion, its desires. I, I crucify everything that separates me from you. This is what God is looking. This is what God wants in these, in these, in these days uh, of being uh, shut down, locked down, whatever you want to call it, church. Uh, He's telling you, get to the garden. Uh, Get to me. Uh, Seek me. Uh, Not my will, uh, but thy will be done. Come on. He's looking uh, for disciples to say, you know what? I'll pray that hour. Uh, I'll pray that day. Uh, I'll pray what I need to do, God. Uh, God, uh, I want, I, I want to do it, God. I want to live for you. God, not my will, but thy will be done. Come on, church. When's the last time you said that? When's the last time you said, God, I don't want to do what I want to do. I I want to do what you want me to do. It's not not about emotion, it's not about feeling, it's about doing the righteous thing and and living for God and showing this world that needs a a desperate call for a king, a a desperate call for someone that will save them during this time, amen, where this virus is coming and taunting at us, amen, that we can stand with the blood of Jesus and say, who are you to defile the kingdom, the living God, amen, you undefiled, uncircumcised virus. Come on, church. He died a brutal death for you and I on Friday. But Sunday's coming, church. Hallelujah. But he had to go through Friday. He had to go to the cross, church. See, each day God is saying, Deny yourself. What? Pick up your cross and always add, put on your crown. And follow him. Because when you pick up your cross, don't forget the crown of agony. We're going to go through some stuff. We're going to go through some pain, church. Come on. We can't can't bear the cross without pain. And we need to carry the cross as he carried the cross right now spiritually. But we need to stop at the garden. We need to stop at the garden and say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. Come on, church. Hallelujah. This is what he done for us on Friday. Tonight, we want to remember that because Sunday's coming, church. Come on. Somebody type in Sunday's coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The victory's coming, church. Sunday's victory for us. Sunday's celebration for us. Silent Sunday, everything comes together for us, church. All this comes together, amen. The puzzle gets put together, amen. The, come on, it, it is finished. Come on, it is finished. As he hung on that cross, he said, it is finished. But Sunday's coming. We've to wait for Sunday. So tonight, we want to partake in communion. As we go back to the Last Supper in Luke chapter 22... Jesus tells his disciples, do this often in remembrance. God says, you know what? Do it often in remembering me. Each time we do this, we remember his suffering. We remember the broken body. We remember the blood that he shed for us. See, so many times we forget about that. But if we do this often, church, we remember what Christ has done for us. And tonight as disciples, we want to do this in remembrance. Recorded in Luke chapter 22, 14 to 17, it says this. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat down together at the table. And Jesus said, I've been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. In verse 18 to 20, it says this. Then he took the cup. And he gave thanks and he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to them saying, this is my body, which was given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he took the cup after supper saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which was shed for you. The Passover meal here was the last supper in remembrance. In remembrance of Israel when they were delivered from Egypt. Come on, remembrance, amen, uh, of the blood, amen, uh, the blood of the lamb that was put on their door frames, amen. uh, It was their firstborns. uh, They were were saved from the angel of death, amen. uh, Come on, the blood on the doorposts uh, during the Passover now symbolizes that this virus will pass over us, church. Come on, how about you? But I put a symbolic thing of a blood uh, on my doorpost because you know what? This is going to pass over, church. Come on, the virus cannot come into my house. Amen. I I plead the blood of Jesus. Amen. It disarms it. Amen. Anyone that comes in, amen, we're protected. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Come on, we got to understand the blood, even right now, is still powerful today. Uh, The blood, even if you symbolize it over your homes, church, it still protects us, amen. It still delivers us, amen. It still sets us free, amen. Uh, Come on, this virus will pass over. Somebody tap in, pass over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is power in the blood of Jesus' church. There is power in the blood of Jesus' church. Now this event overshadowed Christ's work on the cross as the spotless Lamb of God. His blood would be spilled in order to save His people from the penalty of death by sin. During this Passover meal here with the disciples, the bread and the cup actually become Christ's body and blood. The Lord's Last Supper in remembrance of Jesus' death on the cross, amen. Now, this was a, a remembrance of the death, amen, now, for our sins. Somebody type in my sins. So when we partake of it, we show a deep gratitude, respect, and reverence for Christ's work on our behalf. And with that, our faith, somebody type in faith. Our faith, church, is strengthened. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, each time you take partake in that, each time you take remembrance of what Christ has done for you, each time you think of the of the body and, and everything that He did for you, each time you think of the blood that was shed for you, Amen. Let me tell you, it strengthens you faithfully, it brings faith level to a higher level. Amen. Now, come on, something inside of you stands up, amen, when you remember about the body and the blood. When Jesus asked his disciples to eat the broken bread, and to do it in remembrance. He wanted him to remember. They wanted them to remember his sacrifice. He wanted him to, them to remember the forgiveness of sin. But also, listen church, his friendship, which would continue to be enjoyed through the work of the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Come on, in the Old Testament, God agreed to forgive people's sin through animal sacrifice. The covenant between God and his people were sealed with the blood of animals, as you read in Exodus chapter 24. But understand that the animal blood itself didn't remove the sin. Listen, only God can forgive sin. Come on, so the animal sacrifice had to be repeated day after day, year after year. But Jesus came and instituted this new covenant. Amen. Jesus would die in the place of sinners as the final sacrifice once and for all. Church, come on. Hallelujah. Unlike the blood of animals, his blood. Somebody type in Jesus' blood. Come on. The blood of Jesus, hallelujah, will remove the sins of all who put their faith in him. Come on, you put your faith in Jesus, he erases your sins. Uh, As far as the east is from the west, he remembers them no more, church. Come on. Things that you did before, he don't hold against you no more. Come on, those charges have been dropped, amen. Uh, Come on, it's not even in the system. uh, They can't go back to try to find it, amen. It's deleted, it's gone, it's removed. It's blotted out by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Somebody get excited out there. Hallelujah. Come on. Jesus' sacrifice would never have to be repeated again and again. This, what he did on that cross is good for all eternity. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 9, 23 to 28 says this. That is why the tabernacle and everything in it were copies of things in heaven had to be purified by the blood of animals, but the real things in heaven had to be purified with far better sacrifices than the blood of animals. For Christ did not enter into the holy place made with human hands, which was only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered to heaven itself to appear now and before God and on our behalf. He "...did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again like the high priest here on earth who entered the most holy uh, place, amen, year after year with blood uh, of animals, that it had to be necessary for Christ, he, uh, if that had to be necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once for all time, he appeared at the end of age to remove the sin by his own death as a sacrifice." Just as each person is destined to die once, and after that comes judgment. So also Christ is offered once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again, not to deal with our sins, but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. Amen. Come on, somebody. John the Baptist calls Jesus in John chapter 1, 29, the Lamb of God who takes away what? The sin of the world. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Jesus came to be that final sacrifice for us. He came to blot out our sins, amen, if you put your faith in him. Come on. You got any believers out there today? Come on, somebody type in I believe. Come on, I believe. Come on, somebody. I believe, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I believe. I wasn't there to see the cross, but I believe, amen. I didn't see the blood spill, but I believe, amen. I didn't see him rise from the dead, but I believe, amen. I didn't see all the suffering, but I believe, church. Come on now. I believe. Somebody type in, blow it up. I believe. Let them know that you believe. Hallelujah. Come on. I believe my faith is in that. Amen. My faith is in the word of God. Amen. I believe everything that the word says. Amen. I believe that everything that he, he promised gives us. Amen. Everything that's in there is for me. I take ownership in that. I believe. Amen. Come on. He's been a good God because I believe. Amen. I know that he's still a healing God because I believe church. Come on. Come on. he take care of us. Why? Because I believe. Come on. Somebody type in. I believe. Hallelujah. He took away the sins of the world. I believe, church. I believe that I'm set free. I believe that he died on the cross for me. I believe that the Father sent him for me. I believe that he walked this earth as a man, God in the spirit. Jesus on the outside as a flesh man walking this earth Took on the pain. He understands your hurts. He understands your situation. He's gone through it. He says, I know. I know how you feel. I believe. I believe that. Hallelujah. 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 Someone out there today, someone out there today needs to know that you got to believe, church. Someone out there, I don't know who you are, you got to just believe Come on, you're believing everything else. Why don't you just believe what God did for you? And he'll set you free right there. He will set you free. I'm telling you right now, all it takes is faith as a mustard seed. Come on, a little small faith, guys. That's it, but it grows to be the biggest plant church. Come on, have enough faith and say, I believe. You just got to say it. Sometimes it's just faith. Faith is just saying it. I believe. I believe. And standing on it and watch what God does. Someone out there today you need to believe. You need to believe because you're going through a hard time right now. You're going through something. You're going through a season right now and, and, and you don't know what to believe right now. You're lost. You're confused. You're, you're, you don't know what's going on. Amen. You're, 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 you're losing a little bit, but God says, believe. And once you say that, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit comes and, it, and He comforts you. He'll come and comfort you. Come on. And you, and you just got to stop at that garden you got to pray, not my will, but thy will. you got to put on that crown, pick up that cross, amen, deny yourself, and simply follow Christ, amen, and believe that he's going to put everything, everything in order in your life. I, I believe that right now. Whoever that is right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father, you touch that person right now, Lord. I don't know who it is, Father, but Lord, you're, you put in my spirit to speak that to somebody And I pray right now, Father, that they will surrender to you, Father, once and for all, Lord, that they will simply believe in you, Father God. Maybe they believed in you at one time, Lord, and the devil came with their lies, Father. Uh, And right now, I pray against that lie. disarm it. I I remove it. I cancel every assignment against this person right now in the name of Jesus. uh, And I pray that faith will start to increase uh, by simply that person saying, I believe in the mighty name of Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I close tonight, church, and we want to partake in communion tonight, we do this in remembrance. His last words on Friday night say it all. It is finished. Come on, type in, it is finished. Come on. That was it. That's all that was needed. Three words was all that was needed for you and me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Before we take partake in communion, why don't we bow our heads right there?